Hello and welcome to Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 50. In this minute, Trina shares her life story, Nathaniel dreams of roasted pumpkin seeds, and then shares his burgeoning love. Get ready to set sail with Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 50. Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 50. 50. Five and a zero. All right, so let's, let's jump right in here. So we see Trina and Nathaniel still up in the crow's nest, and they are engaged in conversation, and Nathaniel starts professing his feelings. Yes. He states, I am developing deep deep feelings for you, despite the fact that you have the breeding of a carnival barker. Yeah, carnival barker is a person who attempts to attract patrons to entertainment events, such as a circus or fun fair, by <laughs> exhorting passing members of the public, announcing attractions of shows, and emphasizing variety, novelty, beauty, or some other enticing feature of the show. Hmm. Other words for uh, Barker include a toot, a solicitor, a talker, or a spruker. Ooh, spruker. Spruken. Australian, apparently. Did you know that professional Barkers strongly dislike the term Barker and instead refer to themselves as talkers? I did not until I did the research for this episode. Hmm. So now you know it twice. Exactly. Does Nathaniel have any real reason to assume that she is the breeding of a carnival worker? I mean, if I had to give a reason of why he would pick that particular expression, it's because of her world record chase. Mm. And that seems like a carnival-esque kind of thing. Meet the woman who swam around the world. She also eats pie with her feet. <laughs> Do you have experience being a carnival barker? You know, I got to be perfectly honest with you. When I was reading the carnival barker stuff, it, it really felt like a lost calling. <laughs> <laughs> it resonated with you? It did. I mean, I, I do enjoy all, like, the magic and mystical kind of stuff, you know? So, this Halloween, you dress up as a carnival barker, and you just kind of try it out. See how it feels. <laughs> man is a dog, or is it a dog that's a man? Mm. So, Trina gives a, a nice reply in the way that she says it. Lovely. Excellent. Great delivery. Nathaniel feels the need to clarify and says, I must also tell you that these feelings are not just of the zipper variety. So does he actually say zipper? Ooh, did he not say zipper? I have zipper in both this and I looked up the screenplay online and then I try to do like crazy research for what a zipper variety would be in reference to feelings. I found nothing. So. Yeah. I'm assuming zipper variety, I don't know, in and out of, I don't know, maybe? What? Yeah. 
that does like I mean similarly I'm like I'm sitting there watching it. I always thought he said of the tepid variety. What? Are you you guys are putting me on here, right? Yeah. Cuz zipper doesn't make sense. Or do you have context for what a zipper variety of feelings means? Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's he's just all he's saying is like he has feelings for you, and it, I don't just mean I want to have sex with you. That's what he's saying. They're not. His feelings aren't just that he wants to open his zipper and have sex with her. They're not just of the zipper variety. I, I, I guess. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I I never heard that before. So that makes a lot more sense. It puts a lot of explanation behind it. I guess. And Trina clearly understands the language of love. She says that that's a relief, that it's not of the zipper variety. Yeah, I mean, that makes it, her, her response makes a lot more sense in that context. Yeah, why not? It makes why? sense now. You did a very good job of explaining it. Thank you. I mean, that, I, I, and I'm, I'm a changed I'm, man. I've always understood that uh, expression and uh, that line very well. Well, you didn't share it with us. No. I mean, I, I've been trying to explain to you the entire movie for 50 minutes now. <laughs> nice. Zipper variety. Fine. Okay. That all makes much more sense now. That's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yowza. Go put out my cigarette. So, Trina goes in to explaining her... Uh, reluctance, I guess. It's not a complete dismissal. Yeah, she's setting her her boundaries. She's trying to let him down easy by giving him a logical reason why she would not be interested, as opposed to outright rejecting him. Right. Speaking to his his cerebral self. Unsuccessfully. So she goes in. Listen, Nathaniel. I've been working in steel mills since I was nine years old, ever since I ran away from the honor farm. So let's just okay, stop. Can we stop there? Yeah. Can we please stop, please we can stop, stop there, right? Please stop there. <laughs> okay. We're done. We're done. Gags for a minute. <laughs> so, so she's nine years old, and she's on a uh, – what I've looked up as far as honor farms are is that they're prison farms. So she's under nine. And she's on a, on a farm. So they're either farms or minimum security prisons. So there, is, there are both honor farms that are like straight up farms where prisoners are kept. And then it's also used as a term for kind of minimum security prisons that are associated with higher security types of buildings and things of that nature. So like, why is it called an honor farm then? So the definition of honor, I mean, there's lots of different definitions, but honor in the usage of to fulfill an obligation, like to honor a bill, to honor your transgression in society. Honor your debt to society, right? Right. That sounds plausible. I didn't find any specific reference to kind of where that phrase originated from. So I think that interpretation sounds good to me. There's some possibilities, but because like like Scott's saying, I mean, she's nine years old and she's on a prison farm uh, running away 
So, I mean, maybe that is something that they would do with juvenile delinquents. It sounds like a, a better way of going than some, like, shithole prison. So she continues, I'm a drifter and a loner at heart. Between forging girders and swimming, I don't have a lot of time for relationships. Understand? I mean, she's a nice, nice little speech she gives. Very tender. And better than what Nathaniel deserves up to this point, you know. Absolutely. And then uh, did you notice that in the shot while she's talking, you can actually see Nathaniel nodding along with what she's saying? Yes, I can. And I actually have a problem with that, which I will discuss after this. So a steel mill or what's known as steelworks Mm -hmm. is an industrial plant for the manufacture of steel. Steel. Ah. Yep. So. Uh, first off, a girder, G-I-R-D-E-R, is a large iron or steel beam or compound structure used for building bridges and the framework of large buildings. Now, mm. I know what you're asking yourself. Well, isn't that just a beam? Aren't you talking about a beam there, Brian? No, because beams, though similar are essentially much smaller than girders. So girders are like huge beams. So a girder is a beam, but a beam is not necessarily a girder. Exactly. Whoa. And so Nathaniel, with a kind of look of awaking from a dream or something, how would you describe his look? Kenny-esque. Kenny-esque, yes. He's got that just reaction of coming back to reality from his own little world. And it gives us the, oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking how much fun it is to roast pumpkin seeds. Which is great every fucking time. <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> you know, it's Scott, Scott has it up on his computer right now. And just looking at it with the closed captioning there makes me smile and laugh. So as you were mentioning earlier, the problem I have with this statement is that if you watch the scene before when she's giving her little speech about forging girders, Nathaniel, you can see him. He's clearly paying attention and nodding along at the proper points of the story. And then when they cut to him for, to land this joke, that's when he seems like he's off in dreamland. But that's not really what happened. Unless he is employing the technique of not actually paying attention to what she's saying, but just nodding along as she's talking while he's in his own little happy place. I guess from a happily married man, that sounds pretty damn plausible. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I can nod along and not listen to somebody. It's, uh -huh. You do it to me all the time. I know exactly <laughs> the sound. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. If you're boring, you're boring, and I'm not going to listen to that shit. Roasted pumpkin seeds are common in Mexican cuisine. Mm -hmm. And uh, here are the steps from Bon Appetit for how to roast pumpkin seeds. You put the seeds in a bowl of water to remove the stuck-on pulp. You dry them for an hour. You preheat your oven to 325 degrees. Maybe this is what Nathaniel was doing when he lit the stove? Huh. Perhaps. 
You then put the pumpkin seeds on a baking sheet with three tablespoons of olive oil, a pinch of salt, Mm -hmm. and two teaspoons of your preferred spice. Some suggestions, cayenne or paprika. And then you roast them for about 20 minutes. Hmm. In Nathaniel's defense, what I was saying about, you know, he did look like he was paying attention when Trina was giving her little tail. You know, he might have been nodding with each step of roasting the pumpkin seeds. Like, it just might have lined up coincidentally, that preheat oven, the 325. Yes, yes, yes. That's fun. Put some paprika on them. Yes, yes. That's fun. Uh, Pumpkin seeds, also known as pepita, which is Spanish for little seed of squash, are uh, nutrient and calorie-rich, high in linoleic acid, oleic acid, protein, dietary fiber, and micronutrients. The earliest known domestication of the curcurita, which is genera of squash, pumpkins, and gourds, uh, dates back to over 8,000 years ago. Whoa. Been roasting them seeds a long time. Think about how many conversations were likely missed in all of those years for gentlemen thinking of roasting pumpkin seeds. I mean, it could be an explanation for why the new world lagged behind the old world. (laughs) Now that's a story I would like to read. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that. You seen that movie yesterday? Yes. I, I really enjoy that movie. I think it was great. I like that premise a lot where just something's like very different and you keep everything else the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would like that kind of sentiment with like what you just said about the roasted pumpkin seeds. Like uh, it's this undercurrent that nobody ever really Mm -hmm. identified until now. And this is, you know, and then like, you know, you can do something bizarre. Like then you, so you go on a mission to, uh, (laughs) to remove all pumpkin seeds from the planet. In order to save the planet because the productivity to like deal with you know global warming or something is has been handicapped due to the existence of pumpkin seeds and this like mystical connection between them and thought yeah i mean this is a call to action for the script to be written <laughs> i mean that's that's worth pumping a bunch of time into <laughs> Back in time. So you, you identify the time when, like, the first human in, like, you know, Mesoamerica came across a squash, and you just find that fucker and you kill him. Squash him. Uh, maybe, maybe you could do something with that. Like, that's why it's called a squash. I don't know. I guess. Like, like I there's, don't know. Been, there's been an underbelly, like an Illuminati kind of thing that's understood this the whole time, that's been fighting for it. And, oh, yeah. The squash Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuma squashy. Yes. <laughs> so just work on the, the. Oh man. Rob's wheels are spinning. <laughs> squash Illuminati. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. It's good. Where to go from here? <laughs> so here's my other problem with this statement. First, there's the issue of the head nodding, which, you know, we can we can talk around, but is, is kind of incongruous. Is roasting pumpkin seeds really that fun? I mean, think about it in, in from another perspective, right? You, you got your it's Halloween already fun. You're 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 carving pumpkins. 
and and you got you got all these pumpkin seeds. Now you're gonna add an extra step into all that stuff that's already fun. And, you know, you're roasting them, and then you get to eat them afterwards. It's it's part of the process. It's part of the fun. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's it's kind of like trimming the tree or something. Uh, you know, decorating the tree. Like, is it fun? It seems like a chore, but it's just like it's it's fun because it's part of the holiday spirit. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess just because my brain's a little short-circuited, uh, I'm just picturing, like, little elves with little sticks with one little pumpkin seed on them around, like, a little fire and roasting them that way. Just sharing. Thank, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wanted that vision in your heads as well. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I legitimately appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners, as well. <laughs> uh, and then followed by a secondary joke, a complimentary joke, which really seals the deal of the pumpkin seed line. Did I mention I have an incredible crush on you? A little like, head and shoulder action that goes in with that as well. Which, you know, uh, maybe we'll discuss this during Funny Not Funny, but, you know, it, it's like the payoff for the long joke, you know? It was like this whole scene was just for even that secondary part of the joke really made it all worth the while. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Adam, we'll hear in the commentary that Adam's not a big fan of how this scene went down, but uh, I, I think it went down great. Yeah. Some advice on how to tell someone that you love them. Oh. From hackspirit.com. Uh, number one, be sure of your feelings. Number two, don't wait too long. Just do it. Number three, show that you love them. Demonstrate it in some way. Not just of the zipper variety. Yes. Number four, find a private space. Number five, make sure that you love them for who they really are. Mm. Number six, say it directly if it's the first time. And uh, number seven, get creative when possible. So now Nathaniel's not directly professing his love he's saying he has a crush on her but still i I think i give him uh you know four out of seven on that one he didn't he just did it he didn't wait uh they're in a private space okay he said it directly and uh given his statement of her breeding he's loving her for who she really is yeah i I mean look I, i actually agree with that i don't think that he's doing that bad of a job because i can tell you from some of my own personal experience and certainly others I have met, I think a lot of why men, quote unquote, strike out or have trouble with relationships because they just don't say anything. You know, they don't they don't tell a, a young lassie their feelings for them. So they miss out on it. You know, I think that's the, the main problem. So he's doing that at the very least. Yeah. Trina then uh, comes back with the that's wonderful I'm always flattered when a psychotic becomes smitten with me. Another great line. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and the psychotic, I mean, is he being labeled that for his pumpkin seed comment or just all of his behavior up to this point? So a psychotic is someone who is suffering from a psychosis. Psychosis is used to describe conditions that affect the mind when there's been some loss of contact with reality. Symptoms of psychosis include delusions, which are false beliefs, and hallucinations, which are seeing or hearing things that others do not see or hear. 
Other symptoms include incoherent or nonsense speech and behavior that is inappropriate to the situation. I would say that almost exactly describes Nathaniel over the course of the movie thus far, especially if he has shared with her what happened on the raft. Mm. Well, also the pumpkin seed comment. Yes. So I guess all, all of the above is, is appropriate in the context of that. So then Nathaniel responds with a uh, casual, no problem. And gives her a, a sweet little smile. And then uh, which that, that whole sequence is fantastic. <laughs> the interplay the, the lines, the interplay between the two of them, the reactions of the two, I mean, it's awesome. And then uh, to close things out, uh, Nathaniel kind of gets up and leans over and he says, but not another peep, zip, boop, which point he kind of reaches over to do a little zipper motion across her mouth. He says, you need your rest. We'll continue this tomorrow. Besides, you're kind of wearing me out with your incessant babbling and our minute ends. Mm. Who wins the scene? I got Nathaniel. He was by far the funniest of the two of them. I think he nailed all his lines. I think that Trina did a good job of actressing, but I think uh, I think ultimately the scene goes to Nathaniel. She did a good job of acting. Well, it's interesting how you put that because I have both of them tied for this mm. scene, and my notes are Melora for acting and Chris for comedy. My incomplete notes are that it's a tough call. I want to give it to Chris for the pumpkin seed and all his other lines throughout because they're all great. But Trina provides a perfect straight, mm. perfect straight woman to Nathaniel's man-child. And uh, I said I was going to sleep on it. Mm. And I did. Mm. And I didn't make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and like you say, I mean, I normally try to stay with the utmost integrity when it comes to these things. I know I did one time give it to the entire ensemble. And in this case, I mean, it's just if you take one of them away, the other person doesn't work. They're reflecting back off each other. So it's it kind of didn't seem fair to give it to one and not the other. I I think we've all kind of captured the the sense that it's Nathaniel. No. Let's put it this way. Trina is the girder Uh. and Nathaniel is the beam. Or is he the pumpkin seeds that are being roasted on the girder in the hot sun by the squash Illuminati? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Trying out a new little uh, question here or line item of uh, what would be a new product that we could introduce based on this minute. Cabin Boy roasted pumpkin seeds. The, The obvious, obvious choice here. It is. And I have come up with a slogan for that product. Oh, have you? Uh, Cowboy roasted pumpkin seeds for when you're just not paying attention to the incessant babbling of life. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I'd buy them. <laughs> good stuff. All right. So another question: uh, If we had Resnick, or we're we're massing our questions for Resnick and/or Elliot uh, interview, so what what question would you have for Adam Resnick and/or Chris Elliott? I had what variety? <laughs> <laughs> Explain this joke to me, please. I just had why Honor Farm. 
I would just like to kind of hear him explain <laughs> his process of picking that. I, I have better questions on the same vein, but I'm just curious, like, we're talking like steel mills, which just lends to mind, like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's from Maryland. You know, she was just talking about cheesesteaks. Like, is this, is his mind operating on that level where he's intentionally picking these things that are all like Pennsylvania related? It'd be interesting to see his reaction to that question, you know, because sometimes when you when you talk to someone who's made something, right, it's like they're just putting things in subconsciously. Right. It'd be it'd be interesting to see his reaction to like, you know, is is was she someone you knew? Like, were you modeling somebody? I I, I would imagine it. It's it's probably like asking like Michelangelo why he sculpted David the way he did. Uh, you know, it's like. I can't explain it. You know, it would almost be like insulting to ask Resnick, you know, like, you, you peon, get out of my face. Like, <laughs> how dare you question my process, you know? Hey, man, we're, we are doing it for history, science. And I'm curious if he uses that kind of humor in his own actual life, like the pumpkin seed joke. Is that something that he would like? actually say or does he live it seems to me like he lives more vicariously through his work than what he would actually say in a real situation i i feel like just as you were saying that and just asking him to map his everyday humor ask him how much of his everyday humor is related to cabin boy would just send him into like a like spiral of depression Mm. as he like realizes how much of his sort of a comedic sensibility is still tied to this movie that he hates. <laughs> Such a shame. Yeah. Gags per minute. We got 11. Number one. Despite the fact that you have the breeding of a carnival barker. Number two, Trina's response. Lovely. Number three, zipper variety. That's a relief. Number four, steel mills since I was nine, ever since I ran away from the honor farm. Number five, between forging girders and swimming. Number six, I was just thinking about how much fun it is to roast pumpkin seeds. Number seven, did I mention I have an incredible crush on you? Number eight, I'm always flattered when a psychotic becomes smitten with me. Number nine, no problem. Number 10, not another peep. Zip, boop. Number 11, you're kind of wearing me out with your incessant babbling. All right. I had 10. Mm. Number one, Carnival Barker. Number two, Lovely. Number three, Zipper Variety. Number four, That's a Relief. Number five, Trina's Speech. Everything with Honor Farm, Forging Girders, etc. Number six, Roasting Pumpkin Seeds. Number seven, I Have an Incredible Crush. Number eight, psychotic becomes smitten. Number nine, no problem, but not another peep. And then number 10, incessant babbling. Mm. Okay. I had nine. Carnival Barker, lovely. That's a relief. You know, honor farm, steel mill thing. Pumpkin seeds, crush, psychotic, no problem. The zip boop, and then the incessant babbling line. Total of nine. Scott had 11. Brian with 10. I came up with a GPM of nine. Therefore, our GPM for this week is 10. 10. 
Brian, you are the winner. GPM, congratulations. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to make by hand myself the very first batch of Cabin Boy roasted pumpkin seeds. And you will be the recipient of those for your GPM prize for this week. That's great. Do I get flavor choices or it's just whatever you got? You know what? I'm going to make three. Three batches. I'm going to make one with garlic salt. I'm going to make one with paprika. And then one is uh, whatever you want. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. But I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, there's none extra that goes to, say, Scott or even yourself. <laughs> neither of you won. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so selfish. <laughs> Done. I want that throw on the floor. Give it to the dog. All I could say is you should have done better. <laughs> funny, not funny. Funny, funny, no question. Funny, funny. Pumpkin seeds and smitten psychotics. Yeah, I don't even need anything else. It's just it's funny. The pumpkin seeds line again. One of the favorites. It's a tough thing to do like this. I would like to like start rating, you know, the lines that we've had and keep a running tally, maybe like a top five or something, and see if anything gets knocked off of it and that kind of thing. But I'm sorry, I was wondering what Drifter's Corpse you stole those shoes from. Yes, see, that's a good one too. All this... right, anything else, gentlemen? Just to note. Uh, during the recording of this episode, uh, Scott and I have been drinking a beer called uh, Amber Tamblin's Dad, which we were inspired to drink uh, based upon the posting from Russ Tamblin. It is made by Illuminated Brew Works out of Chicago. It is a uh, sour ale made with passion fruit, and it is quite tasty. And uh, it receives the Kevin Boyd Minute seal of approval. Hmm. Tagline on the can is, enjoy with people you trust. Hmm. I am enjoying this regardless of the fact that I am drinking it with Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psychotic. <laughs> Accurate description. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 50. We'll see you next week on Cabin Boy Minute 51. Adios. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us on Cabin Boy Minute. Please help spread the word, tell your friends about us, and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice. Check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action, details on how to support the pod, or leave us a message. Or find us on Twitter at at Minute. We look forward to joining you again next week. Bon voyage!